in the house this day. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We're so glad to be in the house of the Lord, in the presence of his saints. Amen. Here where the praises of the Lord are going on. Amen. So much, amen, to do, so much to get done. But we thank God that we're here and alive to do it. Amen? Amen. We thank God for bringing our sister Jasmine and our brother Nick back safe from their honeymoon. Amen. Amen. They celebrated, celebrated their first anniversary. Amen. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful. Amen. We thank God for bringing our sister pastor and his family back safe. Amen. Thank God for that. Amen. Being here today, he had to come in. I believe he came in straight from the ship. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Well, we thank God for you being here. Amen. He's here in the name of Jesus. We give God praise for each and every one. Saints, today we're going to ask each and every one, members of Mount Olive, amen, please be around for the church meeting. Some very important things we want to discuss, amen, of going forward. Amen. We're going forward to do the things that God has planted us here to do. Amen? Amen. So that's what we want to do. We want to talk about those things that God is going to do through us. Amen. To plant our ministry even greater here. Amen? Come on and give God a praise. Amen. Amen. To do some great things in the work while we are here. Amen. Saints, open up your Bibles with me. Joshua, the second chapter. Thank God for the word. Amen. There's a word from the Lord for us today. Amen. We promise we won't be keeping you long tonight. Amen. Because we have something to do after. So we promise not to keep you long. Amen. If you don't keep us long, we won't keep you long. Amen. We're only going to discuss those things that's on the agenda, okay? Amen. If you have any griefs, please put it in the prayer box or give me a call and we'll talk it over then. Amen. This is, this is not the let, the let the steam out meeting. Amen. We're going to talk in peace and in love. Amen. Amen. Get some things done that God would have us to do. Still on our title, the King of Glory. Amen. Speaking of the King of Glory. Amen. Knowing that our Jesus is the King of glory. Amen. He came in his glory. Amen. To deliver us. And he's coming back to take us back with him. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. He came in his glory to deliver us. And he's coming back to take us back with him. The King of glory. Our thought for today Lord, I have heard of your glory. I believe you. Again, Lord, I have heard of your glory. I believe you. If you have heard of the glory of the Lord, you should be able to say, Lord, I believe you. We go through a lot each and every day. We go through a lot of things sometimes that's unnecessary. How many go through some unnecessary things? 
You, you ever go through some unnecessary things? Just like, why? Why, why, am I, why are we going through this? Why are we even discussing this? We go through unnecessary things. But I want you to know, just say to yourself, Lord, I've heard of your glory. I believe you. See, it's more important that you have heard of what God can do and believe him than for you to see it and believe it. See, don't be like a doubting Thomas that I won't believe it till I can touch the nail prints in his hand and put my fingers in his side. No, 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 no. Believe it because you heard he rose from the dead. Believe it because you heard of the great things that he has done. Because there is a greater blessing on those who hear and believe than those who wait till they see it and believe it. Amen? I'm going to say it again because y'all act like y'all not excited about it. There's a greater blessing for those who hear and believe it than those who see and believe it. Because those who see and believe it, they see it with their eyes, they already know it happened. But when you hear of it and believe on it, you believe that God can do it just because you heard he can do it. So it's better to be a hearer of it than to see it. Because if you believe when you hear it, it's going to mean even more when you see it. How many understand what I'm talking about? It's going to mean even more to you when you see it. That's why you got to start speaking it now. See, that's why Israel couldn't wait until the wall fell. They had to shout before the wall fell because they saw the wall fell fall after the shout. They had to shout first. See, you may have to spend some time in prayer first. You have to spend some time in fasting first. You're going to have to spend some time in reading the word first. You want to see it without taking the actions necessary to get what God has for you, and that's not going to happen. There has to be some action on our part. Amen? Come on, say it with me. I got to take action. The challenge for today, to know that I fear the Lord. Again, to know that I fear the Lord. When we look at the world today and we see what's happening in the world, let me tell you something. Know that the people of the world don't have the fear of the Lord. They're doing what they're doing because they don't have the fear of the Lord. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Listen to that. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. David said in Psalm 19, David said, the fear of the Lord is clean. Listen, enduring forever. How many know you come to church and you feel so good that you done did something because you done gave God a little worship? Let me tell you something. God is worshiped 24-7 all day long. You know why? The Bible says the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. There are always those who are worshiping the Lord. 
Remember what happened in the days of the shepherds when they were there to see Jesus and how the angels came down from heaven singing and then disappeared and went right back before the throne of God. Remember how Gabriel came to speak to uh, um, John the Baptist's father and how he had come from the presence of the Lord and he was itching to get back to the presence of the Lord. Why? Because the fear of the Lord is clean. Enduring for how long? Forever. Why? Because Moses said it best in the oldest psalm in the Bible. Moses said from everlasting to everlasting. Listen, thou art God. There is no other but our God. Come on, tell it to your neighbor. There is no other but our God. He is, listen, he is the only God. Listen to what Proverbs 10 and 27 says. Proverbs 10 and 27 says, The fear of the Lord prolongeth days. Listen to this. The fear of the Lord prolongeth days. Listen, with the fear of the Lord, you'll live longer. See, those who don't fear the Lord, their life is short. Because, let me finish the verse. Listen. The fear of the Lord prolongeth days. But the years of the wicked shall be shortened. God shortens the days of the wicked. Because those who have the fear of the Lord will live longer. Listen what it says in Proverbs 15 and 16. It says, better is little with the fear of the Lord than great riches and the trouble therewith. Did y'all hear that? Better is little with the fear of the Lord than to have the great riches and the trouble therewith. So those of you folks that got a little bit, you ought to be giving God praise. Amen. Because as you begin to bless God for your little, God increases it. That's why the Bible says in everything do what? In everything, give thanks. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth because as long as I bless him, I'll always have. As long as I worship him, as long as I fear him, God will always make a way for me. So I'm better off with a little bit than to have a whole lot. And I'm gotten, I have all my family members troubling me to get it from me. You see that? Let me tell you something. Y'all know, I got Sister Rose's son, Mikey, on TV. Brother Mikey on TV. Mikey, my nephew, on TV. Soon as he made it big, I ain't even got to ask him. I know people were calling him. Trying to get money from him. Because he done made it up. I ain't never calling him. If he ever blessed me, it'll be because he blessed me. But he'll never say, Uncle Troy called me to get what I have. No, no, no. And if I do ask him for something, it'll be for this church. But nothing else. Because you know what? I'm content with what I have. And I believe God to bless me with more. Amen? That's why Abraham, that's why Abraham wouldn't take any other stuff that Melchizedek and the other king offered up. He said, no, lest you say you blessed me. He believed in God to give him and bring him the blessings. Amen? 
So we have to be thankful when we have a little bit. Stop complaining because you're eating the beans and chicken. Y'all laughing. I'm dead serious. Amen. I remember a family that talked about, and I read the story about them, and the story really made me cry, how the family ate beans and rice and chicken for years because they were saving up to get that house. But let me tell you something. In the end, they got their house from the beans and the chicken. That's all they had. That besides a lot of gas. But you know, the point is, they sacrificed. See, are you willing to sacrifice to get what God has for you? You got to be willing to make a sacrifice. See, and a lot of times we're not willing to make that sacrifice. To take one and to have a little trial and tribulation. See, nobody wants to go through. Come on now, be for real. Who really wants to say, Lord, I want to go through, please? No. No. You don't want to go through. Everybody wants life easy. But let me tell you something. You got to have it easy in the fear of the Lord. I tell my men, when we get into men's fellowship, I tell my men, nobody's out here blocking the driveway or anything, right? Because this car horn is blowing. It sounds like somebody's blocking this driveway. Everybody good? Okay. Listen, what happens a lot of times when we're thinking about it, and I was telling the men in men's fellowship, a lot of the things that we do that's not of God, we wouldn't do it if we had the fear of the Lord. I'm speaking to those in here now who have those hidden sins. I'm speaking to you if, if that's what you're doing. If you have any hidden sins, the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord would trouble you and you would stop for the hidden sins. Those sins that we don't tell anybody about. Those sins that we don't talk about. When the fear of the Lord is there, you'll stop that. Because you fear God. See, when a man fears the Lord, he'll get himself right. And this is what I tell the men in men's fellowship. Because it's the fear of the Lord that will make you walk right. It's the fear of the Lord that will make you say the right thing. See, when you treat me bad, my hope is that I won't try to retaliate against you because of the fear of the Lord. I want to love you as the Bible. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, God. Y'all just leave me alone. You know what I'm talking about? See, in the fear of the Lord, I will love you even though I know you don't like me. See, in the fear of the Lord, I'll be kind to you even though you're unkind to me. Do I? Because I fear God. God has commanded me to do to you what you won't do to me. See, that's the fear of the Lord. See, I don't, I, it's not good for a Christian to come to the Lord because he's afraid of going to hell. No, come to God because you believe in Jesus Christ. 
and serve him because you honor him and you fear the Lord. Come on, anybody here fear the Lord? Give God a hand praise if you fear the Lord. Anybody in here dealing with a habit or an addiction? I'm going to ask you a question. Where is the fear of the Lord? God asked Israel in the book of Malachi. He told the people, he said, where is my fear? In other words, where is what is rightfully mine? You understand what I'm saying? You, this is what belongs to me. You owe me this fear because of who I am, because of my glory, because I'm strong, I'm mighty, I'm powerful. Your very breath is in my hand. Your life is controlled by God. That should provoke you to fear the Lord and to walk in the fear of the Lord. To know that I fear the Lord. Finally, your topic, the glory of God makes the difference. Again, the glory of God makes the difference. See, saints, I need you to understand that there are those who have the fear of the Lord and there are those who walk in fear of the Lord. They fear him not because they respect and reverend him. They fear him because they don't want him to do anything to them. Like in the sixth chapter of Revelation, those people who saw the lamb and they ran and hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks and in the cave and told the rocks to fall on us and hide us from the face of the lamb and from him that sitteth on the throne. Why? Because they, were, they feared God. See, there are those that are Christians that walk in the fear of the Lord and there are those who are in fear of God. They fear his power. See, and this is the problem, this is the thing that Israel met up with when they were on their way to the promised land. They were coming in contact with people that didn't have the fear of the Lord, but they feared what God can do because they knew God was with Israel. See, Satan, when Satan knows God is with you, he treats you differently. He attacks you differently from everybody else because he knows, he knows that God is with you. Over here, when we're about to, where we're about to read in Joshua, the second chapter, I need you to understand that Joshua had learned some things. See, that's why I always, I always realize when you come behind other people, you learn some things. See, I was under the ministry of Mount Olive House of Prayer back in the 70s and 80s under my father. I was under Thomas McCambry over at Bible Crusade. I was under other ministries, and I learned one thing, is that God had me go through certain ministries and under certain leaderships so that I would learn from them how he wanted me to be. It's a learning process. Look around, tell your neighbor, we're in the learning process. Tell them, I'm in the learning process. Let me tell you something. But you have to be willing to learn. You have to be teachable. See, a lot of people are not teachable. You can't teach them nothing. You know why they know everything? 
I know. I got two teenagers at home. They know everything. You try to tell them something, they know it already. No offense, Isaiah. No offense, Dana. We're just talking the word here. Y'all will learn just like everybody else. But you know what? No one knows everything. I don't care if you're 90 or 100. You can learn something. Be willing to learn. See, when you stop learning is when you think you know it all. You'll learn if you say, I want to be teachable. I want to learn something. See, but the one who thinks they knows it all, you can't teach them anything. Because they know everything already. Amen. And just because you're 90 doesn't mean you're wise. You got just as many old fools as young fools. Because wisdom has nothing to do with age. Wisdom comes from God. And the only true wisdom is the wisdom that comes from God. Not the wisdom that comes from Buddha or the wisdom that comes from the Quran. Quran. True wisdom comes from God. That's why the Bible said, ask. If you lack wisdom, James said, if you lack wisdom, ask, right? And listen, and God gives wisdom. Who's lacking wisdom? Ask God. We need wisdom in our marriage. We need wisdom in raising our children. We need wisdom in the things that we do every day. If we want to see the glory, then we've got to have wisdom. Because listen, the glory of God makes the difference. Israel showed that when the glory of God is with you, God will make your enemies get back. He'll make your enemies be at peace with you because the glory makes the difference. It's the power of God with you. It's the light of God with you. It's the word of God with you that makes the difference. It's the glory that makes the difference. See, Joshua learned something. Moses, when he sent out spies into Canaan, he sent 12. 10 of them came back with an evil report. And two of them came back with a good report. So Joshua learned something from the administration of Moses. And Joshua said, I'm not sending 12 to spy for me. I'm going to cut this number down. And I'm going to send two. I'm going to send two spies into the land. And I'm sure, I wasn't there, but I'm almost sure that Joshua picked men that he believed fear the Lord. That he believed would come back with the right report. He only used two. See, a lot of times we fail because we're trying to use so many different things when God has given us the right thing, but we're trying to use other things other than what God has given us. In other words, listen, God has given you his word. Why are you calling everybody to try to get their advice? Now, I know Mother Mercedes and I know Evangelist Rose may have some years on them and they got some wisdom. But let me tell you something. Their wisdom don't match the wisdom of God. And whatever you're going through, God has already given you a word for it. It's in his word. And if they don't give you the word, you don't need to hear what they have. 
Because people like to give you anything. They want to give you what sounds good. You know what? Because everybody wants what tickles the ear. They want what sounds good. Give them the truth. They'll hang up on you. Well, you know, I got to go. I got to go to work. It's four in the morning. Where are you going? Why? They don't want the truth. I've had it happen too many times. You start giving people the truth, they don't want to talk to you. And listen, they'll call around until they find the one that's going to say what they hear. You really don't want help if you want to hear what you want to hear. You don't want no help. You're faking it. You're really faking it. Joshua 2. I'm giving you a word from the Lord. You need to hear that. Verse 1, chapter 2. And Joshua, the son of Nun, went out of Shittim, sent out of Shittim, excuse me, to, to spy secretly, saying, Go, view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. Now, I need you to understand something. While Joshua had men that he wanted to go and spy on the land of Jericho, Jericho had men spying on Israel. They were spying to see what Israel was doing, what moves they were making. Where were they going? What direction were they coming from? Where were they at? We got to keep an eye on them. See, the spies who were spying on Israel remind me just of what the enemy does when he spies and he watches us. This is why I tell you, always be careful with the words that come out of your mouth because the enemy is watching. He's looking, he's listening, and he only wants to hear is what you have to say. And that's why a lot of things, a lot of times, we say things that gives the enemy hints to what he ought to do to get to us. And we say things and don't realize it that we just gave the enemy a piece of nugget of wisdom and understanding on how to get near us and what to do. Look around, tell your neighbor, be careful what you say. Look around, tell your neighbor, be quiet. See, because a lot of times we say things unnecessarily giving the enemy an understanding of how he can get to us. Oh, you know, this just makes me sick. Oh, that bothers him. Oh, you know, she just get on my nerve. Oh, be careful, because it's about to increase. She gonna turn up the volume and gonna hit you even more now. Why? Because you don't gave the enemy reason to turn the heat up. You don't let him know what was bothering you, so now, that's why our conversation needs to be yay, nay, and amen. And that's enough. Because if you give the enemy too much information, he's going to use it against you. Don't you hear? Don't you hear what the police officer tells you when he arrests you? Anything you say can be and what? Will be held against you in the court of law. So shut your mouth. Yeah, I did it. What are you, what are you saying? Be quiet. Your lawyer will tell you right away, don't say a word. 
You know why they give, they, they call lawyers? Because lawyers know just what to say and when to say it and what not to say. They're very cautious with their words because people can get sued on words. People have just been thrown in jail on words because they were too silly to keep their mouth shut. Good God. See, the glory makes the difference. Because when the glory of God comes upon you, when the glory of God is upon you, you'll be wise in what you say. You'll be careful with the actions you'll take. You'll be careful in how you greet a sister or brother. Oh, Lord. Especially these days, saints. Least little thing you say, a woman take it wrong and it's all blown out of proportion. You even got even to be careful with how you treat the children because you do one little thing wrong. All blown out of proportion. Walk in the fear of the Lord. Walk in wisdom. You are a married man. Be careful what you say to a single woman. Be careful how you treat a single woman. Be careful with the time you spend with other women. Because anybody could take anything wrong and your good can even be evil spoken of. That's why the Bible said, let not your good be evil spoken of. Because people take things wrong. Be careful what you say. Be careful how you say it. Amen. Every time I, every time I come up here, my prayer is, God, speak through me. Lord, give me the word to say to your people. Because, see, I know if I say something wrong, it's going to follow me. Especially now we on YouTube. Because the minute you say something wrong, they don't let you live it down. Remember when you said so and so and so and so? Because, listen what they say. They said, do a million things right, everybody loves you. Do one thing wrong, they'll never forget you. Terrible way we are. Amen? Terrible way. Joshua sends in two spies. They go to lodge with a, listen, the Bible said a harlot named Rahab. Now, right away, you hear the word harlot, she's no good. She sells her body for money. But let me tell you something. God can use anybody to bless you. God can use anybody to be a blessing to you. Stop looking for God to move this way because you're looking that way and God is coming from this way. See, his ways is not our ways. His thoughts is not our thoughts. Stop trying to predict what God is going to do and stop trying to tell God the way you want him to do it. Give it to God. Let God do the rest. Amen? Because you can't tell God how to do his business. God knows exactly what he's doing. Look around, tell your neighbor, God know what he's doing. Tell him he don't need your help. Don't you know that a lot of things that you're going through is so that you will be a help to somebody else in the future so that you'll know by the wisdom and experience that you get from this what to do in the future? See, I understand by the mistakes I made in my early years, I can't do that no more. I've gotten wiser. I've gotten older. So I know better. Amen? But how would I know better if I didn't get the experience I need? See, I can tell you that when you're sick, my God is a healer. 
I can tell you that when you have an ailment in your body that God can deliver you. I can let you know that God is able to bring you out and to do exceeding and abundantly above all things that you ask or think. But I could never tell you that unless I went through something. I had to go through in order to let you know you can do it. See, with the, with the testimony that you have, that testimony is to be a blessing to somebody. There's a reason why you went through what you went through. They, listen, Israel wandered in the wilderness 40 years. They wandered in the wilderness 40 years until everything that was no good died. How many heard that? Did you hear that? For 40 years, they wandered until everything that was no good died. And then God told Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. So everything that was in the way of Israel, even Moses, because Moses couldn't go to the promised land. So everything that was in the way of them going to the promised land had to... Y'all not getting it. Y'all not getting it. Y'all not getting it. There's some things before you get to where God has for you to go. It's got to die before you get there. But if it doesn't die, you'll never get there. Things are going to get better. But before things get better, something's got to die. And you've got, listen, and you've got to be happy to let it die. You've got to be willing to let it die. See, a lot of things we're not willing to let it die. We want it to live. And God says, let it die. Woo! They would have kept Joshua and Caleb from the promised land if Joshua and Caleb tried to keep these people alive that wandered around the rock 40 years. And you know what? Just for the sake that they wandered, God didn't want them to go anywhere. He was just letting them wander till they died. And then he let their children, oh God, isn't he wonderful? Isn't he wonderful how he let them wander and then let their children go into the land? I need you to understand that these two spies were on assignment. See, these two spies were on a mission. See, each and every one of us as a child of God has been given an assignment in life. You have an assignment that God has given you. Listen, there might even be someone who's been assigned to you. There are some people that's been assigned to you that are your project. You have to work with them until they grow in the Lord. See, I know... Think about it now. There are those, whoever gets on your nerve, that's your assignment. Y'all laughing, I'm dead serious. Whoever eggs you and aggravates you, guess what? That's your assignment. Listen, for some of you, it's your spouse. But listen, listen here. That's your assignment. For some of you, it's your mother.
but that's your assignment. There's something in this assignment that God has for you to learn, that God has to bring you up from so that you'll be better to help somebody else. Don't balk against the assignment. Just go through it and take the mission. The mission comes from God. There's something greater that's coming out of what you're going through, but it's your assignment. See, a lot of times we don't like our assignment. We don't like who's assigned to us. Some of you may think, I mean, I'm sleeping with the enemy. Help me. But listen, that's your assignment. And your mission is to stay there and make it better. Oh, God. To stay there till the anointing and the glory of God fall and change it from what it was to what God wants it to be. That your assignment is, should you choose to accept it, to stay here till this gets better. And God says, don't move. Whatever your assignment is, is what you try to run from. Because it's hard. Because your assignment's going to break you. Your assignment's going to tear things off of you. Your assignment is going to change you. Your assignment is going to change you from glory to glory. To take you from faith to faith. That you'll get grace upon grace. But you can't do it if you don't want your assignment. You won't go higher unless you accept and work with the assignment. Yes, I know there are some people of God, there are projects, but you got to stay with them. You got to work with them. You got to help. You can, and listen, and listen, don't get mad with them. Didn't you hear they are project? There's something you have to work with. You have to be patient with them. Amen? That's why the Bible said, and the peace of God, which passes what? All understand. Let it guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus, our Lord, because God will give you the peace that you need to deal with those who seem like you just can't deal with them. And whenever you find, whoever you find yourself that you don't want to deal with, that's your assignment. You can run from them all you want. You cannot speak to them. You'll never go to the next level till you come to your assignment. See, that's my assignment. I've been assigned to her. And guess what? I'm her assignment. I've been assigned to her. And, and, and guess what? She's my project. And I'm her project. She's working with me and I'm working with her. And we got to be patient in the process. Put, put that down. If you write it, patient in the process. Patience. Patience in the process. Because you know what? You ain't got it all together. I'm sorry. You ain't perfect. No matter what they told you, no matter what you done told yourself, you ain't perfect. Come on. Everybody that is, say it with me after I say it. I'm a, I'm a project in works. Ah, 
Boy, I remember my wife carrying around my son. And boy, he used to just be hollering for no reason. I said, what are you hollering for? He done ate, he done fed him, you done changed him. He'd be hollering and Gloria grabbed me. She said, please be patient with me. God is not through with me. I said, he sure ain't because I'm very, very through the fingers, but. <laughs> but you know what? What I love is the patience she had with him. Oh my God, the patience, the love to deal with him. And, to, to, and, and you know what? To this day, she still got it. And sometimes I just look at her and say, what you talking about? <laughs> Bang through, I won't tell. But, but she's, she's patient with him. You know, because cause me, see, I'm, see with, with me, you get all hyper. I'm like, wait a minute. What's your problem? I won't go there unless you go there. See, but that, he be talking to us, he be all hyper, he be all, and Lori be like, it's okay, TJ. It's all right, you just got to calm down. I'm looking at her like she's crazy. I've been all up in his face. But see, that's her assignment. See, I know me and you, Nick, right? We, we, God is working on us. We're going to get together and have a Pepsi later. God is working on us. Because there's, you know what? Listen, my strong points may not be Gloria's strong points. Her weak points may not be my weak points. But the one thing, to, one thing's for sure, if God is for us, who can be against us? And God can help us work this thing out together. See, let me tell you something. Nothing says you will have longevity like the fear of the Lord. Allowing the glory of God to just stay and reign in your house, in your marriage, on your job. No matter what goes on, no matter how crazy it gets, let the glory of God stay. Let the glory of God rest upon you. Let the glory of God, listen, let the glory make the difference. It will make the difference. And it made the difference for these spies. And listen, it made the difference for these spies through the most unsuspecting person. The one that no one thought could make a difference. A prostitute. A harlot. One who sells her body for profit. One who's given her body to different men. But see, what nobody could see, there was a change happening inside of her. What no one knew was that God had made an impact on her life. That what she heard about God was working on her insides. See, let me tell you something. There are some people in here today that, that you might really view as somebody you don't want to deal with. But let me tell you something. God's working on that person. Hey man, we are a work in progress. You ever seen that sign? Construction in progress. You are work in progress. We're all a work. Some of us are a piece of work. But you know what? You belong to somebody. And somebody you've been assigned to. You've got to be patient with that person. Man, you've got to love them. Because you know what? Some of y'all get on my nerves. Only time I hear from you is when there's trouble. 
You don't call me and just say, God bless Bishop, you doing all right? All right, love you. No, it's God bless uh, Bishop, I'm in the street, I need your help. It's always when I, when you need help, I hear from certain people. Just give a phone call and say, how you doing? I ain't got to talk a long time. Amen? Amen. Show that you care. You understand? There are people in here that there are people that you're dealing with that just need to know that you care. And when people know, PC, a minister told me something I'll never forget it. He said, people don't care what you say until they know you care. They won't come to your church unless they see you care. That's why we got to reach out to the community and show them, listen, we're not, we don't just want you to come to church so we can get your money. We care about you. We care about your soul. We don't want your soul to be lost. We don't want Jesus to come and you to be left behind. We care. Some people just need to know that you care. Some people just need to know that you love them. Maybe they're not talking to you. That don't mean you got to act the way they act. That don't mean you got to be the way they are. Somebody's got to be the bigger person. Somebody's got to be the grown-up. Somebody's got to be wise. Somebody's got to walk in the fear of the Lord. Why don't you reap some coal on their head? And make them feel the pressure of how they've been acting. Make them see, I've been acting all crazy. And look at that. She came to me and said, God bless me. You want to really defeat them? Just walk up to them and give them a hug. That'll really, oh, snap. Oh, oh, okay. That'll throw them off. Amen. Amen. I know it. I know it. I know it for years. Because at different times, me and my wife will do it to one another. She'll come out, she'll snap out of it, and then she'll just start talking. I'll snap out of it, and then I'll just start talking. Or she'll come in, she'll hug me, say, well, I'm, what you hugging me for? I, I, I'm, I, I'm mad with you. What you hugging me for? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, all, all that pride that's just... Why? Because somebody humbled themselves. And a lot of times, that's the problem. We don't humble ourselves. See, these spies, they humbled themselves. And they realized, listen, we may have to come in contact with some, uh, uh, some unsavory people. Let's go stay at the house of this harlot. But what they didn't know was that's where God wanted them to be. Oh, see, I love it. The place you're supposed to be, God sends you right there. Now, see, somebody, somebody could have came around and said, well, what they doing over there in that harlot house? They over there, how you know what they doing? See, automatically, cardinal people get cardinal thoughts. Cardinal people have cardinal thinking processes. Yeah, I know, I know what he's doing. I know what he's trying to get judgmental people all my judgmental people say hi just judging judging people wrong looking at looking at them based on what they do how they are and you know what they 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 don't forget they don't see the good things you do all they remember is your past you know what when my when my brother first came to this church 
I'm going to tell the truth. I'm stay saved. Took me a long time to get over his past. See, because the last time I seen him, he was acting crazy. Then now all of a sudden he coming to church. So I'm supposed to believe he's saved? I'm supposed to believe he loved Jesus now? Oh, Nate ain't doing what the crazy stuff he used to do? No, it never happened. Because I thought he was going to always be that crazy dude. Till I realized, oh snap, he's changed. There's a change that's happening. See, saints, we got to realize when a change has taken place. We've got to accept the change that's taken place. See, your, 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 your spouse, I know, I, I know he, 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 he or she does crazy things. But you know what? Be patient with your assignment. Don't get mad at them. Because you know what? They may have to have patience and understanding with you. Amen? I'm a work in progress. Raise your hand if you're a work in progress. Raise your hand if you're under construction. Raise your hand if Jesus got you under his blood. Because all of us in here are under construction. And we ought to praise God and never come out of being constructed. I'm a work in progress. And I'm not ashamed to say it. God, deal with my heart. God, deal with my mind. God, deal with my deeds. Lord, deal with my big mouth. I'm a work in progress. And ain't nothing perfect about me. I'm sorry if you thought Bishop don't have no problems. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I got issues. Issues with some of y'all. <laughs> Can we just be honest? Come out and tell the truth? And shame the devil? Instead of keeping this stuff in darkness? Just come out and say it. And be, be real. I need some help, Lord. Verse 3. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come down to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they be come to search out the country. In other words, they knew that these men were coming out to spy the land. They knew that these men had the land in their sights. What do you have in your sights? What is within your sights? Is victory in your sight? Do you see victory coming? See, a lot of things we want, but we don't see it. See, I see the upstairs done. I see exactly where I want the organ to be. I see where I want the bathroom. I see where I want the praise and worship team to stand. And already in my sight, by faith, I see the place full with people. I see the ministry growing and the finances coming in that need to be. Oh, is there anybody that's got some sight in this place? See, the king said they have come to spy out the country. Already he's scared because they know that their God is strong and they have come to see the land, to see what they can do to it. They're afraid. They're afraid. Do you have in your sights what God has for you? See, a lot of times we focus on things God doesn't have for us. But this king knew these men have come to spy out the land. Verse 4, and the woman took the two men. What did she do? And said thus, 
there came men unto me, but I knew not whence they were. I didn't know they were spies. And right now, what did she just do? She, what she do, Nico? She lied. She knew they came to them, to her. You know why she knew? Because she just hid them. She hid the men of God. Her action is about to bring the glory in her life. Her action is about to make her a blessed woman. Because she was living in an adulterous nation. And for sure, she practiced adultery. But something in her was changing that she would protect the people of God rather than give them up. See, God has sent people to protect you. God has sent people to bless you. God will send people that will make a way and help you when you walk for the Lord. Because it was Jesus, excuse me, Joshua, that sent these spies out. And Jesus, excuse me, Joshua, is responsible for their lives. And they went to the one person that God assigned them to go to. And her assignment was to hide them. And she did it well. And then her assignment was to lie to protect them. Oh, God. She accepted her assignment. Therefore, a blessing was coming as she had no idea what God was going to do for her. She had no idea that we would be talking about her some 3,000, 4,000 years later. Rahab is still a topic. She had no idea what she was doing would be this great. And I want to tell you that you have no idea what you're doing, what impact it's going to have on the people around you. A kind word will go a long way. A kind word will make things better. A kind word will end the argument. Just to say I'm sorry will make things better. Stop trying to find out what did I do. Just say, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Whew. Pastor told me that one time, just say you're sorry. <laughs> just, just, just listen, listen. You can end it. Just say you're sorry. Don't sit there and go, well, what did I do? I don't know what I did to her. I ain't saying nothing to her. No. That's the devil. Just say you're sorry. Let's end this. Amen? Amen. She has no idea what's happening. Listen, verse 5. And it came to pass about the time of the shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out. Whither the men went, I know not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them in the stalks of flax, which she had laid in the order upon the roof, See, because she was also a woman who made clothes. She was also a woman who dealt with red dye. And the stalks that she had up there, she had up there for a reason because that was her money. That was her job, her employment. And she hid them under the stalks to 
protect them because her assignment was to see to it that the men of God were protected. See, there's an assignment on your life that God has given you that's gonna cause the glory of God to make the difference. See, it's the glory that makes the difference. Lift up your head, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord God mighty. The Lord God, what? Mighty in battle. He is what? King of glory. Meaning that what? He owns glory. That everything about him is glorious. That glory belongs to him. And you ought to give him glory in this house because he is the king of glory. Give him glory in this house. Give the Lord glory in this place this day. Give him glory if you know he's the king of glory. And the men pursued after them the way to the ford, Jordan, unto the fords. And as soon as they which pursued after them were gone, out, they shut the gate. <laughs> she sent them on a wild goose chase. She knew where the men was, but she refused to give them up. And now listen, listen to what she did. She risked her life. Because if, think about this now, think about, I, I want you to think divine direction, divine intervention, divine leading. Because listen, by divine leading and intervention, supposing that these men had went up to the roof and looked under them stalks and saw the spies, it would have been over for them and it would have been over for Rahab. But God. But see, because God was in the equation, nobody questioned her anymore. They just went out and left the house and went running after a ghost because there were nobody, there was no one they were chasing. Because God had sent them out so that the spies would be protected. Oh, say it with me, God is with us. Come on and say it again, God is with us. See, I want you to know something, Mount Olive, and I want you to see something. No matter who you see come in and come out of here, I need you to know that God is with this church, that this church is blessed, that God is blessing it, and if you stay with it, there will be a blessing upon you, and the glory of God will fall upon your house and fall upon your ministry and fall upon your home. Let me tell you something. Just because there's not a lot of people here don't mean that God is not with us. The Lord is with us and don't you be afraid nor ashamed of it there's more power here than in the, some of the big churches because the glory of the Lord makes the difference where the glory is people get healed where the glory is there's a miracle coming where the glory is people are delivered by the word of the living God what matters is that the glory makes the difference
You don't go to a church because there's a lot of people. You don't go to a church because the minister is well known. You go to a church because the anointing is there. The Spirit of the Lord is there. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Folks will be set free. Hearts will be delivered. Minds will have peace. Love will flow. The church will stay open. God will bless. You'll always have. You'll never go under. You'll never be lacking. The Lord is with you. You have to stay on your mission. You got to stay on your assignment. Do not detour. Do not veer another way. God will protect you. God will open doors for you. God will make the most unsuspecting, unexpecting people bless you. Those you thought could never do it. God will use them to pour into your life. That's why the Bible said it's better to give than to receive. Because when you give, God sees your giving. He sees it from your heart. That's why Jesus said of that woman who put the two mites in the offering plate. He said, see what she did? She gave more than all of them who gave out of their wealth and abundance. She gave out of her need. She gave more than all of them. Ha, let the glory rest upon her life. And I guarantee you, because I know my Jesus, when that woman got home, there was a blessing there for her. I know that the glory overshadowed her. Why? Because she gave out of her need. And she wasn't ashamed to do it. And she wasn't afraid of what I won't have. She just gave. God loves people that love to give. Are you talking about, oh, you're talking about money? No. Give of your time. Give of your energy. Give of your heart. Give of your humility. Give and stop waiting for somebody to give to you. This is what Rahab is doing. She's giving of herself. She's risking her life to protect the work of God. How do I know? Keep reading. It tells you. Keep reading. And before they laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof. And she said unto them, listen what she said. I love this word. Listen what she said. She said, I know. Stop right there. She said, I know. This is not something I just came up with. This is not something that somebody just told me. I'm not working on what Rose said. Rahab said, I know. See, faith is knowing. Faith doesn't have doubt. Faith doesn't know unbelief. Faith knows what it knows. Faith knows.
one of the lessons. She wants part of life to be saved. She has a reason for what she did. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, and that your terror is falling upon, has fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. Listen, listen very closely. Listen, for we have heard. What have we heard about? We heard things that God has been doing for you since you came out of Egypt. We know that God is with you. We know of the miracles he's done. And we believe that it's only a matter of We know that the glory of your God is about to fall on us. We have heard how many of y'all are going to go home after this message, after this what you heard yesterday, and believe that things are going to get better based on what you heard. I'm going to take this message home and based on what I heard, I'm going to believe God. Amen. Not on what I saw, but simply on what I heard. Because faith cometh by, faith cometh by, and hearing by, when I hear the word of God, the glory that comes from that word will make the difference. It will overshadow me. It will overpower me. It will bring me out. It will deliver me. It will lift me up out of a miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and God will do great things through me and for me because I heard his word and I believe it. I believe God's going to do something because I heard. Oh, listen, listen to me. I believe I'm blessed because I heard. I believe I'm wealthy because I heard. I know that I'm, I'm delivered. Why? Because I heard. I'm giving up my habit. Why? Because I heard the word. I'm giving up my addiction. Why? Because I heard that God said I can be delivered. I'm going about this because of what I heard. I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to be content with the things I have because I already know that the Lord is with me, that his glory makes the difference because of what I've heard. See, faith is different from anything else. See, in the world, they want to see it. No, as a Christian, you got to claim it because you heard it. You got to declare it because God said it. Lord, I hear, I obey, 
and start thanking him for it now. Start giving him glory for it now. Start blessing him for doing it now. Start giving him praise now. Start shouting because the wall is going to fall, but you've got to shout before it falls. You've got to say, I've already got it. It's already done. The Lord's already blessed. He's blessing me right now. He's done it already. God, thank you. Lord, thank you. I may not see it, but I heard you're going to do it. Let your glory fall. And then walk away with a smile. Walk away with your head up, looking unto the hills from whence cometh your help. For my help cometh from the Lord, which made heavens and earth. Why? Because I know that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. I know everything belongs to him. I know he's got everything under control. I know that everybody's under his thumb. And because of that, I'm going to bless him. Because of that, I'm going to be thankful and grateful. She did it because of what she heard. Can I ask you a question? What did you hear? What did you hear? Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Come on and stand with me. Come on and stand with me. Rahab acted based on what she heard. She never saw the Red Sea open up. She never saw Og and Sihon destroy. She'd never seen that. But based on what she heard their God could do, she acted on what she heard. Somebody's got to get this. Somebody has got to let this rest in your spirit. Are you acting based on what you've heard? Have you acted on what you've heard? What have you done since you've heard the word that the glory of God may make the difference in your life? In other words, that the power of God would overshadow you and give you peace in the midst of confusion and make things around you still and make it better because you believe God. We want to worship the King of glory right now. I want everybody in here to lift up their hands. Lift up your hands and begin to worship the King of glory. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands and begin to worship the King of glory. Worship him based on what you've heard about him. Because none of us have seen him. But based on what you've heard, worship him where you stand. Give him glory, give him honor where you are right now. 
based on what you've heard about him. Give him glory. Give him glory. Give him glory. Bless him right now. Honor him. Fear the Lord. Bless him, O ye that fear him. Call upon his name forevermore. The fear of the Lord is clean and endureth forever. God, we bless you. We give you glory. We believe you based on what we've heard. And God, we surrender unto you based on your word. On your word alone, God, we surrender unto you. We give of ourselves to receive what you have for us. We receive it. We thank you for it. We bless you for it. In Jesus' name, we give you glory. We give you honor. Father, we believe your word. We trust your word. Your word cannot fail. We know what we have heard. Your word is powerful. And you can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. We believe it now. That is done. It's done in Jesus' name. We count it done in the name of Jesus. We bless you, God. Come on and give God glory in this place. Come on and bless the Lord in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Amen. We're so glad to see the newlyweds over here on the other side. Our brother Andrew and Como Joe. Come on, give God a hand praise from them. Come on, give God a hand praise for them. Amen, amen. Amen, we thank God. God bless you. Good to see you. Amen, saints. Let's give a, let's go and call the meeting at 3.30, saints. Give y'all a little time to unwind. 3, 3.30, we'll come right into the meeting. God bless you.